Welcome to Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan, a podcast about the art and hobby of miniature painting. I'm Mike, and thank you for joining us on our continued quest to become better, braver, happier painters. This is our second interview with John. Our first interview, actually, we decided to go ahead and not release because they were getting ready to launch the Kickstarter campaign the Friday of Adepticon, and we all know what happened. Adepticon got canceled. There was questions about the ability to get products from China, etc., i.e. manufacturing. So they decided to delay their Kickstarter campaign. And with that, we decided because there was so much mention of the time and when it was going to launch, etc., that we would just redo the interview. And so um, just to give a little bit of a backstory to and full disclosure, I actually reached out to John after a friend of mine sent me a notification of their Kickstarter that was going to originally launch uh, back in April. And I was very curious to have a conversation with somebody who is getting ready to start their Kickstarter campaign for the first time and also learn about their journey, what it went when they went from an artist to commission work to now being an entrepreneur as far as a manufacturer, etc. And so that's really kind of the focus of the journey, uh, uh, of this interview is talking with him about his painting hobby in this journey. And also, you know, we are going to talk about the case that's coming out Um Full disclosure, we are not uh, sponsored by Mini Masterworks. Uh, we receive no compensation. They receive no compensation from this this conversation. I will tell you, I will. I am 99.9% sure I'm going to back the Kickstarter, given the fact that I'm a nomadic painter. And so I kind of move around the house, and I think my wife is going to appreciate if I have all my stuff in kind of a neat carrying case out of the way. Plus, I asked for it for my birthday. So, you know, it'll hopefully... <laughs> all things will work out and I will get a chance to be a part of the campaign. And so without further ado, John McAvoy of Mini Masterworks. So John McAvoy, welcome to the show. Hey Michael, how you doing buddy? I'm doing all right, man. How how have you been? How how are you and the family doing? Uh, not too bad. Just, you know, stuck in the house like everybody else, you know, enjoying uh, the time painting. So I've been able to take a little, uh, extra time for myself and paint a few few things for myself instead of <laughs> all the commissions oh, that's excellent excellent so but you know let's start out with talking about uh how you got started in painting and you know what kind of what started you down this road uh i'll go back uh about maybe 12 years ago uh my son i, I brought my son into the gw store um we were looking for something to do it was winter time uh, I believe. And, uh, I just, we happened to be going by one in the mall and we stopped in and he started liking the minis and, uh, painted some with him through the winter, but then, uh, he slowly got into sports a little more. Uh, so we pa- had packed everything up, um, and then just left them in a, left everything in a box, paints, minis, brushes, all that stuff. And, uh, uh, they just moved around with us from, uh, you know, place to place for a while. And then about, I'm going to say six, seven years ago, um, I, uh, was bored again. It was winter time. There was nothing to do. I was cleaning the basement, pulled the box out and kind of dug into them. And pretty much ever since then, it's been an obsession, I guess, you know, uh, it's just that they're fun. There's nothing. I, I, I don't play. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a painter. And uh, uh, just I, I can't get enough uh, new models and paint. 
Now, now those for those listening to this, this is actually interview 2.0. We had done an interview uh, previously, previously, but events of COVID-19 kind of changed the nature of what was in that interview. So we're doing this again. But um, one of the things that you talked about in that last interview was um, you had done an armies on parade thing that kind of got you hooked. Can you do? Yeah, we, we, um, I, I fell into love with the death guard, the, the, uh, 30 K death guard models and started, uh, started painting some of those up. And then I stopped in a, uh, the, back to the GW store to pick up some paints. And the fellow there had mentioned, um, that the urban army's on parade. So he explained, you know, what it was. And so I came home and spent about two months doing an army on parades board, uh, my eyes. And, uh, basically the night before, um, I still had quite a bit to do. My wife decided to jump in and give me a hand uh, with it. And uh, we took it in and I did wound up winning the Armies on Parade, which was nice. And uh, uh, talking to some other players or uh, painters and uh, we had fun. But then my wife was hooked. We wound up leaving the tour. I'm the one that won and she wound up leaving with models and paint. <laughs> so... <laughs> Nice. after that and it just it just progressed from there i started i kept painting and uh um but it was getting expensive i was buying models and paints you know starting from scratch and uh so by the idea of going on ebay and i'm pretty sure the majority of studio painters pretty much start out that way and i got on ebay and just started selling the models i was painting and they started it took a little bit took about a month month and a half i started moving models and then I started getting contacted uh, through email and people were asking me to do commissions. And so it just kind of grew from there pretty quick. Nice. Okay. And so that's kind of the start of uh, the company. Now, what role does your wife play? Is she one of your commission painters as well? or She's my manager. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know how we had talked earlier and uh, you, you had talked about your partner. Well, right. you know, uh, you know, taking care of the, you know, all the technical stuff. Well, basically, that's what she does. She paints as well. She's actually um, uh, a fantastic painter when I can get her to sit down and concentrate. So she has OCD. So um, our, well, I should say her side of the studio is remarkably clean. It looks like we just set it up um, and mine looks like a tornado hit it twice. Um, but uh uh, as long as she's not distracted, yeah, she's she's into it, and she paints and takes care of the books and you know all the billing and you know needs stuff ordered. I just hand her a list, she finds it, orders it, so it works out uh, works out pretty well. We have also have a couple other painters um, that work for us. Um, that's why we're able to pop out as much work as we do. I couldn't do it all myself. Then, given that she's kind of the organized side, I would guess. She's the one who uses nicer brushes and you use whatever you can get your hands on, right? Exactly <laughs> correct, my friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, a, a nice brush, I, I don't mind, but, um, and they are, they are nice. There's some great brushes out there, but, um, I'm very rough on my equipment. Uh, my airbrushes, my, um, you know, and all my brushes, I'm just, I, I'm tough on my equipment, but I get, you know, I can pop the work out really fast, you know, so for me, um, getting the work done quick, you know, I'll, I'll go replace a seven or $8 brush all day long. 
you know, if I can pop a, a piece out that fast. So it makes it, you know, worthwhile for me. So me grabbing an artist opus or, you know, uh, you know, a high end or a Windsor Newton or something like that, it just doesn't make sense. I'll have it destroyed in 30 days. It'll be done. So. No, so I'm curious, what, what is, uh, what is your workhorse airbrush that you use? Uh, it's Badger Patriot 105. Okay. Uh, we do about 80, I'm going to say about 80% of the work, uh, goes into that and it's it's just it's been i still have the original airbrush i got six i think it's six years ago mm-hmm. uh they had to send it in once um to get worked on uh sent it in got it right back it was uh it's just they're they're great i i started out with an awada and i was having a hard time getting um replacement parts i you know being new i wound up dropping it a couple times and you know had to replace a couple parts. I couldn't get parts. And then I had Adepticon. I wound up talking to Ken. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, another fantastic guy. And uh, he kind of set me on the right path. So nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's I, you actually, that's my, my main work brush is a Patriot 105 as well. So that's nice to see that, you know, good companies are, are getting good, uh, good business for sure. And so now you're, hobby journey has kind of taken some some interesting turns so originally yeah. our interview what kind of prompted the interview is you're getting ready to launch a, a kickstarter for the studio x carrying case that kind of got delayed because of covid19 and unsure uh, uncertainty about manufacturing etc now we're back on the books for march uh, may 1st correct yes sir yeah we've awesome. squared, squared everything up uh we just wanted to make sure because you know everything that was going on there was a lot of uncertainty and uh we didn't want to promise everybody a uh a delivery date and not ensure everything was going to happen the way it was you know it's uh uh it's a big project to start out with um you know most people thought it was kind of nuts for doing it uh with it being a injection molded project because the uh, the molds are really expensive to get done um and you got minimum runs and all kinds of stuff but with the amount of people we've had uh help us uh, the companies, um, you know, the company I, uh, I work for, uh, normally, uh, does a lot of importing. They have stuff built. So the factories where I'm familiar with the people at the factories. So it's not a, um, you know, it's not a guessing game, you know, so we came up with a plan about a year and a half ago, I think it was, and then got kind of got rolling. So. Well, can you tell the listeners, uh, how you came up with the idea for the case and kind of what, what started it all, what started this whole crazy journey? Well, it, it kind of all goes back to the wife again. Um, <laughs> she's the cause of many headaches, but also good stuff. And, um, with her OCD, um, we, uh, redesigned our studio and, uh, did a pretty nice job at it. And, uh, but she kept having a, she had nowhere to hang her brushes. Um, and that was really bothering her because she is the one using the Windsor Newtons and the artist opus brushes and all the, you know, all the nice stuff. And, um, so we kind of rigged some, uh, some clothespins up, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. And it was just, it was driving her nuts. And, uh, so finally we were at, I think it was Home Depot or Menard, Home Depot or Menards. And, uh, so we walked around, spent an hour trying to find different stuff we could use, trying to figure it out. And it just turned into a, about a month of us going, okay, nobody's got anything out there we can use that she wanted or, you know, that was convenient. And, 
we wound up finding some uh, engineers uh, and started talking with them. And it kind of just, it kind of took off from them. We were really, really fortunate that, uh, first of all, the engineering company we went with, um, they're, they do really nice, uh, they were basically make parts for Porsche and Shelby. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. So, so we were lucky to get them to start. And then after going in and actually meeting them, we found out that, uh, three of them are, uh, pretty big miniature painters. So, uh, we, I figured, okay, we have to go with this. So, uh, it just, it kind of just grew from there. We started out with just a brush holder. We had a little prototype that we had made up and brought it in. And, um, after I think it was about a week and a half, they called me up and, uh, we just, we, we just started talking on the phone and they said, well, you know, we've been to conventions and stuff every, all the painters and artists carry all their stuff and shoe boxes, uh, Tupperware tins, all this stuff. You know, what if we put something together that'll hold the brush carrier, you can take it in and out, put it, you know, hang it on your work desk. And then when you're going to go somewhere and paint, you can just pull it off and stick it right in the case. So, and it just, it took off from there. It was about two months of video meetings and, um, you know, I had to bring them in samples and then talking to other artists and other companies. And, um, and we wound up getting, uh, uh, coming up with the, uh, 3d, uh, the drawings and everything. It just, it, it turned out really nice. It, uh, and they're, they're good guys. Excellent. Yeah. It's something I actually showed my wife on Kickstarter and she went, okay, I think you need to get because <laughs> I'm a nomadic painter. And so uh-huh. I don't, I never paint in one place, even in the house. And so, <laughs> so I have a tendency to leave a mess. Uh, but, uh, we had a video meeting and, um, this, this, the last design, you know, before it went through three or four phases and we we're like, ah, no, eh, let's try this. Let's try this. And the beginning of the video meeting, they just plopped the picture of it up and you know how the light bulb goes off. Uh, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, I, I want that, that, you know? And, uh, so, and that's, and after show, we showed it to a few people, we've had, uh, uh, some of our other artists, friends, and some of the other companies, we showed it to them and they just pretty much, um, you know, it said, you got to do it. It's, it's, there's really nothing out there like it. Um, you know, the components and stuff you can get, you know, you can carry your paints and whatever, and whatever you want, but having it all together in one, uh, and being able to go to a convention and just set it on your desktop and have a nice little mini portable studio right there is, uh, I don't think it's been done yet. So. Very nice. And I noticed I I saw a blurb that you posted from Shoshi Bauer, um, who was actually the first guest on the podcast. So (laughs) a lot of interconnections there. Now with the case coming out, I'll talk a little bit more in detail uh, a little bit later uh, about, about the case itself. But I'm, I'm curious as to this, how creating the case has impacted your painting journey um, itself. Like, uh, has anything, have you felt like anything's changed because you've done the case or um, to, anything? To be honest with you, mostly it's just I've had to take a break from painting a lot. Um, I was getting a little bit of burnout for a while because uh, so I was just painting, 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 painting. And uh, this took this took quite a while. Uh, to work on. So, uh, I've been relying more on my wife and, you know, our other painters and stuff, but it gave me a little bit of a, I'm not going to say break, but just something different. And now, uh, that 
that end of it, you know, we have the Kickstarter coming, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm not spending all my time talking with those guys, going to meet them and all that stuff. I've had uh, more time to concentrate a little bit on, uh, you know, furthering my skills. So I, I, uh, I'm very rough on myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I look, my, think my stuff doesn't look so great. Uh, you know, and, uh, so I, I just, I'm always trying to improve, which is nice. So I've had a little bit more time that way. Um, and the other thing that's helped with too, is, um, uh, just meeting other painters and talking to people and, um, you know, having them interest, interested in it. And, you know, we've got, uh, uh, a whole group of people, uh, you know, Tim, uh, Ken from Badger, I've got uh, James and Kathy Wapple, um, Shoshi, Anthony Wang, uh, Dave Taylor's helping us with the project. Uh, right. Just a ton of people that I've met through doing the project or knowing somebody who knows somebody, you know, and or somebody's contacted us. So it's it's been nice. Uh, uh, just a really, really good, good group of people. I haven't met any bad eggs yet. So well, that's that, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's. You know, it's one of the things that's interesting to find out uh, how kind of awesome the hobby community is as well. You know, that a lot of people support, you know, a lot of support out there. Um, So what I was going to actually ask you with that, too, that um, you had mentioned uh, talking with these different groups like, you know, uh, Tim Yonker from Our Ouroboros Miniatures and then Ken from Badger. And then I know at one point you, you're doing a giveaway for with uh, ProRequel from CreatureCaster. So um, how are these part, are the partnerships going well? Are, you know, they, are they just as excited as you are to launch these, the, the launch the Kickstarter and get it going? Yeah. yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Um, when from the, you know, just we pretty much the, the only person that's, that's kind of newer to us is Tim and he's been fantastic. Um, uh, but you know, everybody else we kind of already knew and we, we just figured, um, we had started out with just the brush holder and figured, okay, you know, we want to give, give them everything they need. And then as we started getting into the Kickstarter with Dave, uh, Dave Taylor and, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm like, okay, well, why don't, can we provide, I didn't know if we were able to, uh, basically sell, you know, the paints, the brushes, other people's products on our Kickstarter. But I figured it'd be a hell of an idea to do. And, uh, you know, David said, well, if you can pull it off, let's give it a try. And uh, so I just made some phone calls and sent some emails out. And everybody was pretty much on board with it. So it's been uh, it's been really nice. So you'll be able to walk away with, um, uh, you know, paints, brushes. Uh, there's um, uh, tutorials from uh, uh, Banshee. It'll be on there. There will be all kinds of any anything you want. Models, you know, Tim's uh, supplying us with that. I don't know if you've seen it yet. The twins, um, that killer model that he's uh, he's given us to use for the uh, Kickstarter. I did. I, I did see that. Yeah, on his on his page. Wow. Yeah, that's a beauty. <laughs> nice. That's I couldn't ask for you know pretty much something better to go with it. So I mean, you'll be able to walk away with you know everything or anything you want to paint so yeah it sounds like you can walk away with a loaded case you know your case is already full <laughs> brushes um you know brushes paints the primers we're, we're going to be doing the uh, style and res primers uh from badger 
Um, and, and we have some pretty nice surprises that'll be further on down the road, uh, you know, the stretch goals. So there's lots of add-ons and uh, other good things. Oh, okay. So you know what? Speaking of that, um, it sounds to be like mostly you've painted like gaming type miniatures. Have you ventured into something like a uh, 75 millimeter or bust wise at all? No, sir. Not me uh, personally. I I'm still uh, uh, I'm, uh, me particular. I'm not very good with skin, um, and that's one of my. I've got a few, you know, definitely a few spots I need need to work on, and that's one of them. Um, I'd like to have the time. It's just when things are things are rolling. Right before the uh, virus hit, we I'm gonna say we had about sixty-five to eighty thousand dollars worth of models to paint here. Wow. So. Um, yeah, I've got the studios packed, so we're, we're, um, (laughs) but we've had, we've had the the models are actually here, but we've had to slow down due to the virus. Um, so, you know, we've called all our customers and, you know, they've got to just hold off for a while, you know, until things go back to normal. So I don't get a lot of time for myself, you know, Mm -hmm. if I keep the studio going and, you know, keep painting, I, 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 you know, I do enjoy everything I paint, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I, eventually I'd like to get to the point where I can just take a couple of weeks and just pick a piece and do it all for myself and, and take classes too. You know, I'm hoping I can go see, you know, James or, uh, uh, James and Kathy or Shoshi or, you know, and get some classes in, but, uh, uh, that'll be a little bit down the road. Right. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Every, everything is kind of up in the air right now. You know, I know like even, um, ReaperCon and Nova Open are kind of holding their breath still to figure out whether or not they're going to be able to go in September. You know, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a scary, t- it's a, it's a wonderful time to paint, but a scary time kind of that for that business model. You know what I mean? Well, you feel like a guinea pig if you go. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. You know, will everybody be wearing masks and gloves, you know? Yeah. It's going to make the, it, it, it'll make the cons very different, which, uh, you know, uh, it'll take away, you know, quite a bit because it's, it's just nice being able to walk around and talk to anybody you want. And, you know, they're all out there a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I want to ask you a couple of, we, we didn't really go into these in the last interview, but what I was going to ask you about were kind of some fun questions that we typically ask people who are, who are on the show. So, uh, pretend I'm, I, I'm Jason from Creature Caster and I say, John, uh, I want to name a paint after you. What color would that paint be, and what would you name it? Oh boy, uh, I don't know. Outstanding orange. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you, do you paint a lot of orange lately, or is that just a color you're drawn to? Uh, I, I I like. I don't paint it a lot. Um, I actually my last piece I've been working on. I I used quite a bit of it. Um, and uh, but yeah, I I I just like orange. I've always had for some reason. It's an odd color. You know, you don't see too often, um, but I, I just, that's one of my favorites. And it's a lot more flexible. I, I find that I use it in a lot of places that I never would have expected before really kind of taking painting classes, you know, um, using it for shadows. And you, I never even thought of the contrast with it across from teal on the color wheel, but how much that pops and stuff along those lines, you know. So I'm, I'm down with you. Orange is a great color for sure. Now, it, with all your gaming experience, or with the models of gamings, is yes. there something like uh, models for a potential game 
that you would like to see. Like my example I always give is I would love to see uh, a miniature game based off of Stephen King's Dark Tower series um, oh. and with all those miniatures. Is there something like that that you've gone like, God, that'd be a good game or good miniatures? I, I Yes, there is. Actually, and I had a talk with Tim about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about uh, uh, sculpts, and uh, I don't know if you remember the show or the movie Highlander. Oh, yes. I would, and, and I, he had told me that there is a company that came out with Highlander, a game, and I'm not sure if it was a game or just minis a while, it's been a while, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I would love to see some, you know, at least some good sized busts or, uh, you know, just something out of that movie and, and series to, uh, to paint. I just think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I could see the, the, the three main characters as figures so easily, you know, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I'd love to. I'd love to paint those myself too. That's a great. That's a great idea. So, um, John, little Sean Connery in there, and you know, you get Kurgan and all the rest of them. Oh, exactly. That'd be. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be one. That could almost be like an arena style game if you were to develop <laughs> something like that. Now you got the you know the brain churning of the <laughs> of how you could do that. There can only be one, you know, and promise not to make any sequel board games. Oh, yes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so um, one of the things we also like to ask our, our, our interviewers, too, is that uh, our motto of the podcast is better, braver, happier. Um, is there something, uh, a pointer uh, that you've learned or something that from your journey that you could give our listeners uh, as they continue down that road to be better, braver and happier? Yeah, don't be afraid to fail. Um, uh, yes. Just 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 paint. You know, and you got to you got to paint for yourself first, you know, before you go paint for other people. And um, you're going to have to learn basically your own technique. You know, it's good to to watch videos and, you know, watch the guys that have been doing it for a long time, um, you know, and get pointers and everything. But you've got your own way. You'll have your own way of doing things. And once you're comfortable with that, um, you'll do fine. You know, but don't don't get stuck in a rut Um, if you're having a hard time with something you know, don't avoid it. Just, just, just pretty much take it head on. And it's like the, we talked a little while ago about the skins. I know I'm going to have to dive into it, you know, relatively soon. Um, but I, I just want to make sure I have time to do it, you know, and do it right. Uh, you know, so just, you know, uh, you guys, a lot of people see the finished product, you know, um, and they don't see the six times that went into the simple green. <laughs> all the swearing that goes in and you know you're just wrapping up a few details with the airbrush and you get spatter um and you're just screaming and you want to throw the model so all that everybody does that you know it doesn't matter who you are and you just you gotta you just gotta learn to roll with it and you know uh just keep plugging along time and uh practice that's it you know see i usually see that mold line that I missed right as I'm like, okay, I think this is, fi- oh no, <laughs> like, son of a- you know, I think there's a big difference between, um, uh, you know, there's, you got your hobbyists, then you, I think you've got your, you know, your hobbyists, your commission painters, then you have your artists. Um, and you know, I, I think I'm under the category of commission painter, um, for sure. Uh, you know, and the artists can spend, you know, they could spend three days assembling a model, you know, making sure all the mold lines are off and everything's just so, 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 you know, and, uh, commission painters, you, they're, you know, you're, you got, you got to do a nice job, 
but you know, there's certain, you can only spend so much time on a model, you know, and, uh, uh, it's, there's a little bit of a difference. So. Right. And hobbyists, a lot of times, you know, they don't care about the mold lines or anything. They're just trying to get something on the table to play, play the game. Right. Yeah. And it's okay too. I mean, you know, if I, you know, if I was out playing, I'd be in a rush to go, you know, just get it done and get it out on the table, you know, but, uh, yeah, there's, uh, uh, a difference and you got to pick what you want to do kind of and uh and stick with it right and pick yeah absolutely totally agree there's room for everybody in the hobby right for sure but no yeah. matter what their preference is so i was gonna i wanted to ask you too um what as a commission painter what do you feel like kind of is your biggest challenge with commission painting uh keeping uh, right now it uh, well things are slow right now but normally it's it's keeping track of uh Keeping track a of the model, who's doing what, uh, plus still having the time to uh, go on all the social media and uh, you know do what we do to to get the jobs. Um, it's it's uh, <laughs> it takes time. So you just kind of between you know between the regular job plus all this you know um, and everything else, you just got to find time to get get out there and and plug away. Uh, it just uh, it's just balancing. I suppose balancing your time is uh, is the biggest thing. Right. That, that makes a lot of sense too. And then once you start getting the business, you got to fulfill it, and it kind of it kind of creates its own cycle of work. There, it would seem. That, you can't, that you can't, don't get discouraged either. It takes a while. It really does. I mean, it it you know you're not just gonna paint something, put it out there, and then you're gonna get 30 phone calls. You know, and you're and when you start. Uh, you know, I get, see the question online a lot about people going, well, how much should I charge? And it's kind of a loaded question because, you know, when I first started, I was just happy to get the money back for the model and a couple of bucks, you mm-hmm. know, um, and now it's, you know, into a, we're into a full blown business, you know, uh, so we've got a lot of time, investment material, you know, paints, but, you know, our studio is just packed with paints and brushes and, all the equipment and everything. So it's, uh, it's a little different for everybody, but as long as you're pretty much, as long as you're happy, you know, right. You know, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of commission painters when they first start out, aren't necessarily calculating in their head, the material cost as well, per se, you know, like they may be thinking about the time that they spend on it, but you know, paints and brushes and all that stuff costs money, you know, (laughs) material, you know, just pretty much, yeah, you're right. Everything varnish, um, yeah, you got to put all that stuff into it. Yeah, so. Absolutely. And so a lot of times I, I notice that out oh, that I see on Facebook, a lot of frustrated painter, like commission painters. And yeah. a ton of people are saying like, dude, you're way undercharging. You're not taking this into account. You're not, you know, and so it's like, yeah, duh. well, it's all, it's a learning process, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Without a doubt. You know, like I said, when I, you know, my first few items I put up on eBay, I was like I said, just happy to get, you know, 10 bucks over what I paid for the model to, you know, and, uh, then I can go get another model. And, you know, it's kind of like a, an apprentice, you know, type deal. You're just learning. So you're, you're not making the big bucks or you're not doing, you know, uh, you're just putting your time in. Now, let me ask you this question too. Since, since the Kickstarter is getting ready to launch on May one, can you, uh, describe the, the case to me and some of its features? Oh, sure. Uh, well, so it comes with, as we you know talked before, it comes with, the, there's a brush holder um, and you can 
pull it on and off. You know, there's a, there'll be a bracket with it. You hang it on your, your desk wall or your work area wall. You take it in and out. Uh, it has a handle. There's two removable uh, tool trays in the top that can double. You know, you put your bits in there, all your tools, and then they also double as water cups. Uh, so you can, you know, dump or empty your tools out of one, use it as a water cup for rinsing your brush with. Uh, the two side panels come off. They'll hold up to, there's two shelves on there and they're two inches wide. So they'll hold combined on all of them. They'll hold up to 48 regular dropper bottle style paints. Um, so your Vallejo style ones, Mm -hmm. uh, the Dale ones you can, or the, uh, uh, GW, uh, pots, you can, uh, fit more in there because, and, but you got to stack them, you know, um, they're just a little bit wider. Uh, there's two wet pallets that come with it. And there's a very good reason why we came up with two wet pallets. Um, so we, we got in a lot of conversations with, uh, other artists and, uh, they were, you know, you're supposed, you're not supposed to use the same wet pallet for metallics as your regular paints, you know, so they don't mix, you don't get, you know, all the flakes and stuff and then darks and lights. And, um, we had to, uh, we were trying to keep the, the case, uh, at a manageable size. Uh, so we, instead of go, going with one big wet palette, uh, we decided to go with two smaller ones. So you can separate your paints. You can do your dark paints, your light paints, metallics, non-metallics. Um, and we fit that in the case. And, uh, and there's some extra stuff that we're not showing anybody yet. Oh, okay. We're going to have to wait. There's some really good. Yeah, there's some really good, really, really good stuff um, that we kind of were working on uh, right when we started talking to Dave. And we're trying we want to make sure this goes first. You know, once the once we make our, uh, you know, our uh, our ask on uh, Kickstarter, we'll be able to we know we'll be able to uh, do the rest and we'll show everybody what else we got planned for it. So and the uh, other thing I wanted to mention, too, is the. uh, Shelving units, uh, they'll hold up to a 50 millimeter base as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll oh, wow. be able to stick minis in there. Yeah, they're two inches. The, 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 uh, shelves are basically two inches wide. So, um, you'll be able to fit up a 50 millimeter base in those. And there's some, some other stuff. Like I said, I can't mention some add ons mm-hmm. and goals that we have for it. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it'll be nice. Yeah, you got to keep that suspense, you know. You can't you can't play your hand completely, for sure. Played <laughs> it for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, you can't pull a Tom Holland in Spider-Man, you know, just talking about like spoiling it every 20 time he does an interview. Um, so let me ask you, what what are the dimensions of the case? Uh, the case is roughly eight inches by eight inches by 13 inches high, 12 and a half to 13 inches high. Okay. Um, so it's not it's not large, but it holds a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it sounds like it holds a ton of stuff. Absolutely. Our, our big one of our biggest concerns, you know, we've already had pe- people ask us to start making a larger one. And I'm like, well, we got to get this one first. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we wanted to make it so, like I said, you can go to a convention and just put it right on your desktop, right there. You know, you're in class, just boom, open it up. You got your shelves full of paint. You got your brush holder you got all your stuff and uh, uh you're good to go and then you know the other thing too is a lot of people they just paint at home and they got to put their stuff away 
um, you know, uh, they get the uh, dining room table to paint for the evening or, you know, afternoon and you either got kids or the wife's not going to let you leave your stuff laying around all over the place. Um, you know, they want to pack it up and put it away in the closet. So we had to keep that in mind. I, I can't relate to that at all. Oh, wait, no, it's exactly my life. <laughs> That's it. That, that is, a, that is a, a perfect description of how I paint. I call myself nomadic. So, you know, it's, it's a thing of beauty. Um, all right. Well, well awesome. So just the, the final details of it. May 1st is the launch uh, and it'll run for how many days? Uh, 21 days. So three weeks. Uh, so three yeah. weeks. Okay. Nice. nice. Uh, and uh, you could sign up for notification of the launch on the, the Mini Masterworks website, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Mini Masterworks, oh boy, ks.com. Okay, and we'll we'll put a link in the show description for you, so that way, if we're so anybody can just kind of click on it instead of having to worry about writing anything down or anything. So we'll make sure that's out there. Now, does your that also functions the Azure company website as well? No, that our company website we haven't we have it all made. It's ready to go. Uh, we didn't really want to put it up yet, so we don't have anything really to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's basically sitting there. Uh, so we haven't really turned it on. So okay. Do you have a commission painting website then, or? Uh, Wicked. It'd be Wicked Gaming Studios. Wicked Gaming Studios. Okay. Awesome. And we'll put a link to that in the show description too. If somebody wants to reach out and is looking for commission work, so um, that'd be awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's it's been awesome to talk to you and hear about your painting journey. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you very much. And, uh, thank you so much for talking to us about your upcoming launch, and best of luck to you with it. Dan and I would like to thank John McAvoy of Mini Masterworks for joining us today. You can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at Mini Masterworks, and that's works with a W-E-R-K-S. We'll be back next week with another interview. Uh, we're not going to tell anybody about who it is yet, because, you know, spoiler alert, we haven't decided which interview is going to come out next week, so, you know, live, learn, and be surprised. But additionally, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Listening to Paint Try. Drop us an email, please, at listeningtopaintry at gmail.com. If you have a show idea or if you just want to tell us what you're working on, let us know how you're coping with your quarantine and isolation. Again, that's listeningtopaintry at gmail.com. And just remember, your imagination is your best friend when you want to become better, braver, and happier. Until next time. Listening to Paint Dry with Mike and Dan is a production of LTPTWMD. All rights reserved. No portion of this recording may be used without the express written consent of the host. The music is Death by a Thousand Questions by Springtide. Download from the free music archive on a non-commercial attribution share alike basis. All views and opinions expressed in the show are solely the views and opinions of the person who said them. All celebrity voices, if any, were impersonated and done so poorly.